Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hatrack Heroes. This episode, I decided it was time to take stock of all the information and knowledge we've provided you so far in the first six episodes and do a small recap of what's been discussed. Plus, I'd like to share with you why and how it was decided that Hatrack Heroes would be born and perhaps where I'd like to head with it all. I welcome your feedback following this podcast. It's always good to hear some constructive criticism and, you know, what's good, what's not so good, what can be done better, and so on. I also invite you to suggest to us anyone you feel could be a Hatrack hero and perhaps interested in being a part of a future episode. As you may have become aware, we are looking for any airline crew from any airline around the world, whether they are pilots, cabin crew, or perhaps even working on the ground in some kind of airport capacity. Everyone will be considered based upon their story. In fact, we welcome the diversity of who we might attract. To begin, I'll go through each episode so far with a small recap of each hero and the story of what they are doing. First off, we spoke with a friend of mine, Jaina, cabin crew in the Middle East and an ambassador in the region for a charity based in her home city of Dakar, Senegal, called Les Racines de l'Espoir, or The Roots of Hope. This charity is doing their utmost to be the hope for many children in the very unfortunate position of not being orphaned, but being disowned by their family, given to an imam, and then being sent to the streets to beg. Sadly, this is an all-too-common occurrence in the country and seems to be a problem not too high up the list of importance of the powers that be. There are reasons wide and varied for their disownership, but Jaina, along with many other ambassadors and the central figure behind it all, Sophie, are working extremely hard to help educate families in the hope that this kind of thing will stop happening. Along with this, the charity is still in the process of building a school or shelter for these unfortunate children, where they are able to feel wanted and cared for where they can look forward to some kind of positive future, but most importantly, be kept off the streets. Following this, I was given the details of Eva, the brainchild behind the choice to change. I sat down with Eva, who is ex-cabin crew from Etihad. She told how through her travels with the airline, she became the founder of an amazing charity. Through her persistence and the extremely hard work of her and her team, she was able to build the charity from scratch to where it is today. The charity is one that involves children from specifically two of the many, many slums dotted over Dakar, Bangladesh. Over 150 children attend their school, which has been based upon the official curriculum of the country, where they are learning Bengali, but also English, a language through her personal experience believes to be extremely important in the children's lives, in order to give them a much better chance of achieving something in their future. Over time, the charity managed to gain ICO status, gained through a lot of graft and hard work. An amazing story to come from this is A Tale of Two Boys, a video created by DMS Global. The video showcases the differences between the children of the slums and the children in modern societies. Featuring the children of the Choice to Change and the children of the British School of Abu Dhabi, it really is an eye-opening video that gets you thinking and helps to put you in the shoes of these children. These children come from nothing, and I mean nothing. In some cases, they haven't even parents, something I can't even imagine at my age. Thankfully, Ava and her team are giving these children a fighting chance, helping them put life back into their own hands in an extremely positive way. The prime location for episode 4 was back in Dubai, or where our next guest likes to describe as the City of Gold. Casey, also cabin crew, has started something that is so amazing in this crazily advanced city called Little People Big Hearts. As you can probably tell from its title, it's a community of giving people trying to make the lives of the men who build this city somewhat bearable. If you've been to Dubai, you may have seen these men around the place, either building, cleaning, gardening, or whatever it might be. These men live in some quite torrid conditions, some even having to live in what's called a hotbed system, where the companies that look after the workers have them living in a room, 
where they have ownership of a bed for half a day and then go to work, and while they're at work, another man comes and takes over that bed, basically a way to circumvent the law of six beds per room, which should really just be six men, but instead they manage to get 12 in. Casey states that the government are doing their best to give these men good conditions to work under and to be treated fairly, but there's only so much they can do. This is where little people big hearts come in. Having been granted special permission from the authorities, they are able to visit the workers' camps and give all sorts of gifts to the men, ranging from food to clothes to electronics, the latter being something they get super, super excited about. The appreciation these men give to Casey and her team when they go to the campsites is extremely heartwarming, not only hearing about it, but from the first-hand experience of seeing their faces when they know that someone is watching out for them. Following on from our chat with Casey, we met with another Etihad crew, this time a captain with the airline, Marcus. Marcus has spent extensive time with a humanitarian organisation down in Kenya called Impoverished Children. As the name suggests, this organisation is dealing with some of the toughest conditions that you could ever imagine, from children infected with HIV to children living in huts made from dung. Can you imagine what kind of future these children could expect to lead without the help of this organisation? Impoverished children are working to educate the children from the most central part of a slum called Kibera, the largest slum in Africa and the third largest in the world trying to empower them with the knowledge that will potentially get them out of the predicament they are currently in into one of hope and wonder and endless possibilities. Having met all these amazing hat-rack heroes, I've really felt the need to open my eyes and my heart more. The stories they've shared are heartbreaking, shocking, but also heartwarming too. The selfless nature of these crew is so admirable, if only more people in this day and age could see and feel just like them. You may ask, why are you interviewing these people? Or what makes these charities more special than others? or more special than the one I already donate to? Well, short answer for you. These charities are not more special than others. Each charity or organisation is worthwhile in its own right. Each have their own reasons for starting, for doing what they do, and for people giving what they give. They all have a purpose, and it's completely up to who or what you feel is a beneficial charity for you, for simple donations, or even better for volunteering. As the title of the podcast suggests, though, Hatrack Heroes is focused on those who have involvement by airline crew, for me, the concept of interviewing these crew hit home while selling a product that I had developed specifically to help Jaina, our first hat-track hero, and the children from Leracine de l'Espoir in Dakar. To explain and give you a bit of history about myself and this product, I run a small business called El and Arthur. Go visit elandarthur.com to check out the great crew life concept products I have on offer from passport covers to bamboo thermos to bags to notebooks. And yes, this is a cheeky plug for the business. Anyway, I'd come up with a concept for a new product range using the slogan armed. For those of you who aren't aware, arming or disarming doors on the aircraft are an occurrence on every flight. On my aircraft, and the same with many other airlines, we would state armed and cross-checked. Utilising the word armed seemed quite street and funky. So there it was, the range was born in the form of clothing. At relatively the same time, I got a message from Jana, who as mentioned is a friend, but also a colleague, asking all her friends and acquaintances if they'd be interested in donating for a charity she was involved in, back in her home city of Dakar, Senegal. It got me thinking, how about I put my armed concept to this and collaborate with the charity, sell the first clothing product that I was considering, some armed snapback cups, and then donating 25% of all sales. The idea was put to Jana, who loved it. A coloured range of snapback caps dedicated specifically to La Racine de l'Espoir, where we would arm the children with education, arm the children with shelter, and arm them with a new life. I proceeded to advertise and sell these caps. I would talk about the caps to crew, my main target market. I would tell them who I was raising money for and how it would help, but I was met with a who, what, huh, 
a complete unawareness of the organisation, let alone the plight of the children who are living like this. Once I had explained what was happening there, there would be a look of complete shock and disbelief. I thought to myself, if these people, predominantly crew, aren't aware of what is happening in Dakar when they travel there as part of our work, then how is it possible that the general public would have heard about it? And the general public are the ones who need to know. I spent some time pondering on this, wondering how on earth this was the case. Why are these kids suffering unbeknownst to the masses and then nothing being done about it? How could this be changed? I started to think, though, that there surely must be more charities around the place that have an equally hard time getting the support they need from the public. Now, being crew, we do travel to some of the most hidden, unknown places in the world, places that aren't ever visited as a holiday and are seldom visited for businesses or alike. But if my friend Jana can be involved in a charity in her home country, then there must be other crew involved in charity work too. My thought process then went from helping out one charity with selling caps as part of a clothing range to one of finding ways to highlight and create awareness to not just crew, but to the general public, these smaller, lesser-known charities in the furthest corners and least-traveled places on our planet, where crew are more likely to travel than anyone else. To be honest, it's not often that someone in Oz, somewhere in Asia or the US, parts of Europe or even places in Africa have heard about the plight of the children in Dakar or about the slums in Kenya. Originally, I interviewed Jaina for YouTube, but wasn't completely happy with the outcome, so after some deliberation, I decided that a podcast was the way to go. I wanted the focus to be more on listening and being immersed into the content of what was being said, rather than seeing a recording done of two people in a studio or someone's house, or maybe at a cafe or restaurant. Maybe though in the future we'll move towards a YouTube and podcast joint kind of thing, but we'll see what happens. So this is the first time I've done this kind of thing. Uh, I'm getting used to it. But I don't think I'll ever get used to the fact of hearing my own voice on this kind of thing. I will say I have a lot to learn regarding podcasts and will be happy to listen and learn from people who are willing to share their tips on how to make something like this better. I've had some issues with sound, predominantly because of the location that I've had available to me for recording, but I've now made the decision that all recordings are to be done either at home or just in some kind of quiet space. If, however, you're listening to this and know of any kind of recording studio that would be willing to help out, or perhaps even sponsor, then I would love to hear from you. Let's just say that currently it's a work in progress, but the most important thing for me right now is getting the content out there to people, sharing the information about these charities and the amazing work these airline crew are doing to make a difference. Thank you so far goes to my four guests that have made this podcast possible, Jana, Eva, Casey and Mark. I'd also like to do a quick shout out to all those people affected by the hugely publicised bushfires in Australia, especially to the firefighters and the people on the ground who are doing their best to save the animals and to try and raise money for those in need. Also, to those who are affected by the floods in eastern Africa and to those who have suffered through the earthquakes and the latest volcano eruption in the Philippines. Please everyone, take care of yourselves, but also please take care of each other. This world has been made for all of us. Let's make it beautiful for everyone and a place where we can all live in harmony. Next episode, we'll be talking to Deanna about her recycling initiatives in the Middle East with her airline. We look forward to having you back for that episode. And in the meantime, if you have any people in mind that might be a great hat rack hero, please let us know. Thanks very much.